Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam B, and I'm super excited you're here with me today. If you don't know what's happening, I'm currently live in the Kidman Pro Lounge at Megacon, which is super duper exciting. Um, so if you hear any noises, just know there are people in the building with me um, listening along, and you guys are listening as well. I'm super excited that you guys are a part of this. Um, and obviously, before anything, we're going to give our shout out, and that is going to be Kids Matter Pro. This is a pretty easy one, right? Because I'm in the pro lounge right now. Uh, little did you know that if you have Kids Matter Pro, you also get some pretty awesome perks at Kid Men MegaCon, which, reminder, is where I'm at right now. Um, so, yeah, we got our own private lounge. We've got some pretty good snacks, I'm not going to lie. I just tried uh, some Velveeta bars that have the little chocolate in the middle, and you don't really care that I'm talking about this, but I want you to know. You should buy those as well. Um, but anyways, uh, Kids Matter Pro gives you a ton of perks for the Kids Matter website. You get the magazine subscription. You get free games on a regular basis. It's amazing. You should totally sign up. It is 100% worth it. And if you come to Megacon, like I said, you do get a nice little lounge to yourself that's nice and quiet and peaceful because there's a lot of people here. But um, anyways, I am super excited today to be talking about Balanced Ministry. Uh, this is my second conference in two weeks, which means I have a ton of stuff going through my head right now. Um, and uh, I really wanted to look at what it looks like to have a ministry that is balanced, right? I feel like um, you could ask like five different people um, what a balanced ministry would look like, and you would get different varying things. But for me, I've really boiled it down to three different areas. I think that your ministry needs to balance. And the reality is it's a difficult thing, right? It's difficult to balance. It's difficult to get everything perfectly. Uh, but for me, it, it looks like uh, three pillars. Uh, this sounds official. Pillars sound official. So that's what I used. Uh, but the pillars of fun, community, and teaching, right? And we're going to break down um, what those look like in your ministry, uh, and kind of the dangers of if we are too heavily uh, leaning towards one or the other, right? Uh, the reality is we'll all have a slant towards one of these pillars, um, and it's identifying that and making sure that we're not, because there can be some, some dangers there, right? Um, and it can hamper the effectiveness of your ministry. But let's look at the first one um, that I want to talk about, and that is fun, right? Fun is a pillar of your ministry. If you have a preteen ministry or a kid's ministry, fun is a pillar, right? It needs to be a place where fun happens, right? And I have fun as my first pillar because it really, for me, feels like the open door for the kids, right? We have a saying at our church that we've picked up that says fun leads to trust and trust leads to depth and depth allows leaders to present the gospel to kids, right? Uh, and so having a fun environment opens up the door for a lot of preteens, right? You know all the preteens I'm thinking about that, that come in and they're kind of bashful and shy and they don't really connect and all of a sudden the leader connects with them or there's a game that they enjoy. You get to see a whole different side, right? Like there's kids that won't say a word to me until I sit down and I start playing a game of Uno with them, but that is crucial for them, right? They need that fun. Uh, wh whether it's a large group game or a fun activity or whatever, Whatever. It's super crucial to have fun in your ministry because when a kid feels like they can have fun, they feel like they can be open and they can trust, right? Fun breaks down barriers and allows leaders to connect with the kids, right? And fun isn't leader absent either, right? You want leaders. You want them involved in that because, like I said, it breaks down walls and it builds trust. And it's super important um, for these kids to feel that with their leaders, right? Um, and like I said, anywhere from pre-post service games, 
uh, that you do in your environment, right? I've got video games, I've got uh, card games, I've got uh, active games like Gaga Ball or Foursquare each week. All of those are super vital. Uh, and it can also look like uh, skits or things during the lesson. It can look like uh, engaging aspects of the story, or it can look like small group activities, anywhere in between. But fun is crucial. But like I said, there can also be some downsides if we are too slanted, too heavy on the pillar of fun, right? Fun is crucial to your ministry. Like a boring ministry will disconnect your kids faster than probably anything in this day and age, right? Our kids are so entertainment driven that if we're not, uh, you know, providing that interest, right, they're going to check out, right? They're like, I could scroll to the next uh, TikTok video or whatever. Like, I would be way gone if my mother did not bring me here. So we want the environment to be fun. However, if we focus only on fun, then we can become one of two things. We become a fun-only ministry, right? Um, if we're too heavy on the fun, we lose the sight of the gospel, right? If we are uh, engaging and doing fun games and all of that the whole time, but we never get to the gospel, then we're just like a fun kids camp or a daycare, right? We're not actually engaging and growing the preteens. And, and I don't think that is any of us... Uh, particular but like i said you can slant a little bit and maybe you're not absent of the gospel but your kids are missing some stuff uh that is being filled by games or engagement uh, number two is you can run into the exponential fun issue right right fun is great but if we're trying to do the best right to be the best to be the most fun ministry every week what ends up happening is that gets more and more ramped up until we run into right a fun overdrive we are all fun or we're doing the most outlandish things or we need ten thousand dollars a month for our kids ministry budget because we're blowing up a car in the parking lot i don't know but uh we we cannot uh, rely on being the most fun ministry as our draw into the ministry right fun is crucial and it is part of your ministry that you need but if that is the draw of our ministry then we're missing the point right we need the gospel right so if we end up losing the sight because we're focused on fun, we lose uh, some important connections. And, uh, just a few signs uh, that you may have in your ministry if you're, having, uh, if you're too fun-focused is right a lack of growth or gospel understanding from kids. Uh, or if we find ourselves personally more concerned about the activities we're doing than the gospel that is being presented. Those are two things that if you feel like you may be feeling those or observing those, Maybe step back and look and see what does it look like in your ministry? Are you focusing too much on that fun aspect? Uh, the second pillar, pillar number two, uh, is going to be community, right? Small groups, groups together. Community is crucial for your kids. Community for my preteens, right? I have fourth through sixth grade. Uh, looks like it's a grade and gender separated group. So I have six groups in my ministry. Uh, three boys, three girls with fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And so they um, connect on a regular basis. Uh, each, uh, each week, uh, we try and have a time for them to break out into small group. And that is a crucial element of our ministry, right? In an increasingly digital world, uh, like our kids need that community. They need people. Uh, and small groups uh, are a combination, right? It's students and adults uh, having a consistent leader as a part of your uh, small groups with your kids is vital, right? Because, well, they're like 10. And sometimes, not sometimes, every time they are uh, trying to do something else. And so having uh, good leaders in there to refocus and answer questions is super crucial, right? 
uh, are, it's not, you know, I feel like we think of small groups and we think of uh, adults or, you know, maybe youth and college age. But uh, I think today, like, it's not just for adults. It's not just for older people. I think kids themselves need that community, right? Uh, our ministries need the community aspect, right? No, no matter how young, when kids can get in those small groups and talk with their leaders um, and break down the lesson, it, it takes it to that next step, right? We've all been to a sermon that you know we've listened to, and you just kind of like go in and you go out, and like three hours, you can't remember what you listened to because you never actually processed what you listened to. You just heard it and you left. And so we don't want to be like a consumeristic ministry where our kids come in here to listen and leave, right? And that's what small groups do. Small groups unite the kids and leaders together, and it allows the leaders and the kids to, to pour into each other and grow each other, right? Uh, it creates more vulnerability, more depth, greater understanding of who Jesus is, why the lesson matters, what we're learning from it. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's where the application happens. It's where a preteen goes from, I hear this message to, how can I apply it to my lives? So small groups are very important as a pillar of your ministry. Breaks down the big idea into relevant, helpful, smaller ideas for your preteens or your kids to understand. But once again, if we over-focus um, on community, it can create a few issues in our ministry, right? Ministry too focused on these smaller groups can miss crucial elements, right? First, you can miss out on corporate time. You don't want just small groups because the church needs both prioritizing prioritizing smaller groups will rob uh, the corporate times of worship and lesson and community and games where all the engages lack uh, ages gather together right uh, if we lack that corporate worship we can create this like vacuum within the groups um and, and it leaves out a lot that kids will pick up for being together right they'll pick up what uh, they see other leaders, what they see their older peers doing. And, and when we don't connect them on a regular basis there, we miss that out. It also lacks community, which is funny because if we're like small group focused, it seems like it shouldn't. But what ends up happening is our groups become cliques, right? Our groups become vacuumed and they don't see each other and they don't spend time together. Or it's hard for them because they don't really know the other kids. And so we don't want our um, ministries to just be segregated into these tiny little sections. We want uh, the small groups because they're crucial, but we don't want just small groups because it creates that vacuum, that that lack of peer growth that they get from each other, as well as just community time as a whole. Pillar number three um, is our teachings, right? The gospel itself. And you may be thinking, well, like, isn't that the only pillar? Isn't that like the main mission that we spread the gospel? And it's like, yeah, maybe technically, but if you think about how Jesus walked the earth. He did not just walk the earth telling the gospel. He stopped and he connected with people and he got on their level and he created community and he also shared the gospel while doing it, right? The God, God's word doesn't exist in a vacuum, right? It's not just God's word and that's all should happen and then everything outside of that. God's word needs these things um, and we use these tools to connect God's word to other people. So when I say the gospel, it means filling our kids with the understanding of, of who God is and who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is and what we should do now that we know that, right? We're not just telling a story. We're creating disciples. So we're not just 
uh, growing rule followers that can follow the Ten Commandments and uh, the Sermon on the Mount. We're creating kingdom builders and people who are uh, truly understanding of the gospel, right? And we do this through fun games that create connections for students. And we create community um, to dive deeper into these ideas. And we do it with lessons. And we do it with singing. And we do it with family and so much more. Sharing the gospel is the heart of all that we do in the ministry. And once again, if we are just, all we're doing is is these teaching and these lessons. And we run the risk of doing a few things, right? Uh, lessons without fun will lack engagement. Like I said in the beginning, we want the lessons to be heard. But if our if we're just running in and reading Deuteronomy three through seven and we call it a day, your kids are going to riot before they reach the end. And we all know this, right? Um, and and sometimes it's just easy to slip into that, right? We're doing ourselves a disservice to the gospel if we do not try our best to engage the listeners. And this looks like a lot of things, right? How many uh, hands on uh, you know, examples are you using during your teachings? How many times are you doing object lessons to break down the bigger idea and engage the kids, right? Or are you just simply writing the story or maybe using a curriculum, right? A lesson uh, without small groups will also lack application, right? Uh, a lesson where kids don't have time to think through and digest the things they hear will prevent them from applying it in their own lives as effectively. Uh, it Small groups enable kids to hear from other people and think about what they learned. So some signs you may be teaching focused uh, will be lack of engagement during the lesson, right? If, if your kids are either like blank stare uh, or fidgeting or just off the wall crazy, uh, which, you know, they might just do this on a regular basis. But if you're seeing this consistently, think about what you're teaching, how you're teaching, um, and if it is engaging them in creating a wonder and curiosity at the story of Jesus, uh, as well as if you're seeing like little change or, or no change in the lives of kids hearing the message, right? They may not be taking it to heart. See, the reality is we need all three of these pillars to be as effective as possible in our ministry. Uh, and while like one or two make it stuff and it will reach people, when we have all three of these pillars and we're standing on them strong, it allows us to create deeper, better, and longer-lasting connections of the gospel with our kids. So, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy, uh, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I will see you guys in our next episode. Bye.